time with our good pals and buddies up north. Kristen Lyerly is here, Kurt Bangstead is here, and they're here! They're actually here! We're here, together! Oh, fabulous! We had an extra two hours with you today, Pat, which, look, which shortened my sleep schedule immensely. <laughs> well, that was you also coming very late from the airport, from your, from your flight, where if you missed it earlier, he texted saying that he was going to be late because an unruly passenger was being hauled off his flight. They deplaned our whole plane because this one drunk lady wouldn't get off the flight. Mm -hmm. oh. And I was glad you established that it was a drunk lady and that Not you weren't made. the unruly passenger. Because <laughs> we had questions. This, this is something... <laughs> If you, I have been unruly, that's my, for sure. My, my wife and some other folks know that one of the things I, I used to talk about doing is combining two of my favorite things, breakfast and morning radio. And that I was going to open up a cafe, a little breakfast cafe, where I basically, there was an, you, you all sat around an island, and I was in the middle, and I would cook breakfast. These are my with, two of my favorite things. <laughs> one of my, with wearing the headset microphone, hold up your headset microphone there for a second. Now, wearing, wearing one of these. Well, that's just headphones, oh. the one with the microphone. And we would just talk, we would talk about the news and talk about politics with friends sitting around, uh, you know, at the, at the breakfast counter. And we'd have, you know, guests come in. And so here's my first attempt at it. I have guests. guests I love this friends. idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we had a sleepover last night, but not in the same room. But we had, we, saw, <laughs> we all clear. slept, we all slept <laughs> to be clear. But Pat, <laughs> we've been doing this for, this is the third hour now, and I haven't, reg I usually have one cup of coffee in the morning, mm -hmm. and I feel, I've been just sipping your coffee for three straight hours now. I'm like all jazzed up. <laughs> well, <laughs> that'll- Kurt's version of drinking this, the Kool-Aid. That'll <laughs> show oh, I got caffeinated. This is certainly not going to bode well for our guests coming up who are running for <laughs> seats in the Wisconsin legislature. Uh, but before we get to that, just a, a, a little bit more from, and Kirk, I'm Unfortunately, the way that we, we haven't ever done this in, in the kitchen before. So he's got the, the morning sun coming right through our front door. So those of you watching the video feed on Facebook or Twitter, he is positively angelic a, right now. You all, you all understand there's an inflated ego here anyway. So when there's a, when there's a, when there's a godlike halo above my head, I just feel I feel at home. And the nice thing about being the nice thing about being empty nesters is you you have more than one guest room, and so uh, we have accommodations upstairs and downstairs. And you put I, me in the basement. Don't I, put baby in the corner. I know we, we we put you in the basement for a reason, and it, and it, it worked out well. But I I will admit, and I put this on social media this morning, um, you know, because we talked into the wee smalls. I didn't know if they were going to show up at eight or nine. I imagined I'd be sitting here talking to you all for three hours, and eventually we'd see, like you know, Kirk in one of those onesie pajamas, you know, with the feet, <laughs> the, and the little pajamas. hood come out, you know, looking for the coffee. His uh, hair all crazy. With like, with like the backside unbuttoned by accident. <laughs> yeah, by accident. <laughs> It I, don't actually, you, I don't think you want to go there, but it actually it actually worked out really well. We had we had a wonderful conversation. Uh, we we got a little bit of dinner, you know, at the edge across the river here, which Kirk was invited to. But again, drunk lady on an airplane kept him from joining us for dinner. Yeah. I, and we we just got to talk a lot more about the show, the things that we like about it, things that you know we would we would do differently. And then we had to get back to the business at hand, and that was, you know, talking about the the show for today, and especially the guests that we're going to have coming up in just a few minutes here. 
which are um, a little unusual in one of the races, which we're going to get into. It's just the, the, the behavior, the, the, again, the, the Trump-inspired behavior of some people is uh, there, there's just no, there are no words to describe what jerks people have become. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hear from one of the candidates about that and, you know, say in, in the nicest way possible to anybody that m- might be thinking about behaving this way, um, get a hold of yourself, <laughs> you know, reel it in, try to, you know, try to be civil rather than, I mean, it, it seems like people are out there rooting for civil war instead, the way that they, they yeah. act. And you have to rise above that. You have to be better. There's, there's nobody coming to get your guns, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, you know, there's nobody doing, uh, you know, abortions at birth and, and all of these wild things that are, are outright lies, but they're making people behave just terribly because they actually think they're doing the Lord's work by pre- preventing these things that don't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's what's especially troubling. And it's part of why, you know, for the lawn signs that, uh, you know, we have in our yard, I had to put up one that was kind of tongue in cheek by the uh, drink Wisconsin bleed people. And it just says, vote yes for brandy old fashioned. <laughs> and, and there's another one that's going to go up that says, you know, the bears still suck, you know, and, it, <laughs> and I, Frank, I think we need oh, more. You need a back the vag sign. Back the vag. <laughs> Oh, wow. Again, there's always an adventure bringing an obstetrician gynecologist onto the radio show. <laughs> I guess you don't get bleeped out when you say that word. Uh, there is oh, a, there, we've been talking about other things as well. There, there is a, a dump button, and Aaron knows how to use it and is not afraid to. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's not test that. Ourselves. So when we come back, <laughs> we will talk more about running for legislature. We'll, we'll get it. We'll have to talk about the, the bad behavior, the threats and things mm-hmm. like that. But then we will get, of course, into the issues too. why, why these two great women are running for seats to uh, represent Northwest Wisconsin. Uh, but in the meantime, to follow everything else that we do, head over to upnorthnewswi.com or search for us on social media at upnorthnewswi. We're going to refill the coffee pot here and be back in just a couple of minutes here up north. One shot. One opportunity. Seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. Did you capture it? Just let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak. All right, all right, all right, all right. There, there. We had fun with it. Everybody's dancing. We're we're trying to put on a radio show over here, and instead, I feel like we're we're in Detroit. So, Pat, because we played Eminem, because we got one shot, and that's November eighth. Because uh, Governor, if we're praying Governor Evers gets reelected, but if Governor Evers gets reelected and he loses the ability to veto dangerous legislation by a a Republican majority legislature, we're in a very bad spot. And so this is, I'm setting up what's gonna, what we're gonna talk about this hour is we've we've just, Wisconsin's been through the worst gerrymander in the history of our state Mm -hmm. um, to the point where Joe Biden won this state in 2020 by by 20,000 votes out of 5 million people, which means Generally, if, if, if we had a fair legislature, uh, we'd have about half uh, our representatives and senators, or Democrats, half would be Republican. We're about as purple as it gets. They gerrymandered the state so badly that we are in danger 
of having a Republican supermajority in this in the state Senate and the state uh, 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 state assembly, which means that they could veto or they could veto. override uh, Governor Evers' uh, veto, and 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 you don't and I mean you can there's you could list probably a hundred or probably fifty bills that have passed at the state level that are dangerous, silly, crazy, and like senseless that Evers has vetoed in this in the last two years. And, and it, Michaels has vowed to sign. Yeah, yeah. Michaels will sign the bills. And yes, it was, I think, Stephen Thorson on Twitter just yesterday reviewed over 100 of the bills that were vetoed and yeah. just the, the terrible things the that, that would happen if you had essentially minority rule in the legislature. And so working to prevent that are two of our guests, Kelly Westland and Laura Gapsky. But we have to, before we introduce them, the, the reason we're having Kelly and Laura on today is because these two women are sorry are running. We have to elect them uh, because they are running in districts that have been historically Democrat. It's like way up. It's about as up and north as as you can get in uh, up north Wisconsin. Superior Schwamagon. Kristen's representing Schwamagon right now. Um, these di districts have been uh, his historically Democrat, and if we lose them, we we, we might just lose that. Uh, uh, that that super majority or that super minority or whatever in Congress. So I wanted to introduce Kelly uh, Westland's running for state senate uh, in up in that up in that area. What do we call it? Schwamagon region. Kelly, you know, well, but it also includes Superior and goes all the way down to Rice Lake and then over to Phillips as well. So northwestern Wisconsin, I think, encompasses it. Northwestern Wisconsin. Yeah. Laura Gatsby's running for the assembly in in, in this area, which is which is closer to Superior, the Superior Assembly uh, District, right, Laura? Um, yeah, it's Superior all the way down southern from Grantsburg. So it's about two hours uh, top to bottom. Because again, once upon a time, Wisconsin legislative districts were compact and represented you know, contiguous regions. But when you allow one political party to rig the maps and, and cut them up eight ways to Sunday, you can divide up communities, you can divide up counties, you can make them look like salamanders, which is you know where the word gerrymander comes from. And that's exactly what they've done to a district like this that had been historically democratic, but these are not easy races you know, for, for both Kelly and Laura. So Kelly, I wanted to chat with you first. Um, You've been doing this for a while. Uh, I got to know you when you ran for Congress against Sean Duffy a number of years ago. Um, can you can you tell us why this district has been historically uh, Democrat and how long? I think it's like thirty years, and and why why now we're worried about losing this potentially? Um, what happened during the gerrymander? What's happened in this region uh, that that this is now a a race that we have to really focus on. Sure. So this district um, has uh, been in Democratic hands since, I think, 1986. If folks remember Senator Bob Jauch, uh, he served for a long time. And then right after he did, uh, Janet Bewley, who's the minority leader currently in the state Senate. Uh, and it's, you know, a, it's a large district. It's huge. It's rural. Um, but we've got a lot of folks that care about, you know, natural resources. It's home to several indigenous tribes. Uh, and it's a lot of that sort of old school, you know, almost Scandinavian version of progressivism where, you know, communities, we look out for one another. And it's been this way for a long time. However, you guys have spoken to what's at stake, right? The two thirds majority, the super majority, so the Republicans can override the veto. And this is one where they've been trying to chisel away at it. But this most recent change 
They removed Lac de Flambeau from the district, added in more of that Western Burnett County. Uh, and so it's kind of an upside down horseshoe now that encompasses three assembly districts. And it happens that two of those assembly members are retiring, both Nick Milroy and Beth Myers. And so including the seat that Laura's running in. And the, the legislature, the Republicans, they only need to pick up a total of six seats, one in the Senate, five in the assembly. And if they can pour resources into this district like they're doing right now with the attack ads and everything else, if they can turn out their people, then potentially they could pick up one Senate seat and two assembly seats in one foul swoop, which gets them halfway there to where they need to be. And then they only need to find three more assembly seats out of the other 97 that are up on the ballot this year. It's a big deal. Um, it is a big deal. Uh, thanks for kind of laying it out for us. Laura, uh, so Nick Milroy has been serving uh, before. Um, did you know the, you know, how big of a race this was going to be um, when you decided to jump into it? I mean, all eyes are focused on both you and Kelly right now in the state of Wisconsin. Um, you know, all eyes that are understanding what what's at stake here. Uh, you know, did you know this going in that this was going to be such a, you know, a, like a magnifying glass? Was that an intentional Tupac since we were listening to Eminem earlier? Nice. Very nice. Okay. Yes. Um, I had somewhat of uh, an insight to that given the previous election that Nick Milroy faced that was very, very tight. Um, but I did not expect uh, the new redistricting. So that made it an even uh, larger challenge. And I am absolutely blown away by how much money has been sent, uh, spent rather by the other party in this race and the attack ads. Uh, quickly, I learned that this was going to be um, a, a very discouraging and divisive um, type of election and race. Well, let's get into the particulars of that uh, because I, I really do want to focus at you know later on the, the real reasons to run the positive reasons to run but laura your your campaign is noteworthy because of the deeper than even normal streak of, of ugliness that's been going on so for folks that aren't aware didn't read our story or any place else can you give just a brief overview of the kinds of things that you've had to endure since you announced you were running for this seat yeah, um, I've had to make three police reports, um, but that encompassed like multiple different um, aspects of harassment or intimidation um, or veiled threats. Um, this is democracy. Um, and it's really saddening to me that these are things that I've had to do um, to waste our law enforcement time, in my opinion, because people can't respect uh, the democratic process. Um, and so, or sorry, not democratic, but, you know, the process that we have to elect our officials. And one of the things that saddened my heart the most is last week, my son was listening to a radio station and he actually sent me the recording. He's 12 years old of it attacking his mom, you know, like kind of like discouraging, you know, who I am. And that's really hard for a 12 year old to hear people saying that your mom is a terrible person. And the phone calls I've been getting because they put my personal cell phone number on, there's been five attack mailers come out, my personal cell phone number and on the radio. 
And so I've received calls. The good thing is that they haven't all been negative. So maybe it's not working the way they wanted it to. Um, And I have hope that people will see through these ugly lies and attacks on me. Um, But that I literally got tears in my eyes, you know, when my son sent me that, you know, recording of, you know, just attacking his mom. That's disgusting. And and it's fine. You're disagreeing with somebody. You can do that in an election in a perfectly civil way. But that's not the tone that's out there. Kelly, you you and I have been around this block a a few times. Um, to, To what degree has the negative campaigning against you been more than we are used to expecting? Well, I mean, this one hasn't been a lot more than what I expected. I've gone up against WMC before when I was on city council in Ashland and they were trying to push forward the, uh, the Taconite mine up in the Pinocchies. And um, you know what? We fought then and I won. So I will take that and continue moving forward. But this time, the money that they've poured in um, is mostly in radio ads and mailers. And um, clearly they don't have a whole lot because it's mostly like fear-mongering about how I gave 50 bucks to Bernie Sanders. And so I must be trying to fund his socialist agenda, uh, which is just ridiculous. And otherwise it's, you know, they always find an unflattering photo to put out how I'm going to raise your taxes by trillions of dollars and change your way of life as we know it, which is crazy because, um, well, I guess, you know, the state budget is even trillions of dollars. And I don't know how a freshman legislator is in the minority party is going to be able to do that. Um, But at least like when I see these, yeah, it's not great. My friends mostly show them to me and, and joke about it. Um, and then, and somehow they've gotten that I'm opposed to nuclear energy and I don't, that's made out of, out of thin air. I don't even know what that's about. Um, but then I see the ones that are going after Laura and it just makes, honestly, it doesn't like make me believe them or believe any of the things they say about her. It just enrages me to the point where it makes me want to fight back that much harder because the way that they're treating her in that race is absolutely unacceptable. Like that can't be the norm. So the norm, it's become the norm in, in, in Wisconsin, we're supposed to be Wisconsin nice, uh, but but our politics have become a cesspool, unfortunately. Uh, and it's you know, I think it didn't start with Trump, but it was magnified a hundred times with Trump. Um, we have legislators that are running Republican, uh, the MAGA Republicans, like Biden calls them, because they're not all Republicans. They're election denying, uh, anti-truth, uh, big lie Republicans who are refusing to debate all throughout uh, the state of Wisconsin and all these races, they're not debating because they don't want to answer the question that says, would you accept the election results uh, if you lost? Oh, they don't want to answer the question, do you, are you anti-abortion even in cases of rape and incest? They don't want to be in these debates because they know that the answers will mortify and horrify most Wisconsin voters. Uh, but they are willing to take money from from the U-lines, they're willing to take money from Diane Hendricks to the tunes of millions of dollars to disparage Laura and to disparage Kelly um, and attack and make us fear uh, that these two <laughs> like normal, wonderful women are somehow gonna, gonna ruin Wisconsin, which is ridiculous. And that's why we're trying to do this show. We're trying to put a spotlight on you guys. There's one minute left before we go to our break. And then I want to talk about the good stuff, what you guys are running for when we come back uh, from the break. But um, um, uh, Kelly, finish off and say, like, how how are things? Uh, I, I should just probably just, we got one minute left, Pat. Pat, lead us off. I don't want to ask another question. What, what do you have to add to what I just said, man? I'm going to add that we're going to go to break here. and We'll be back with the second half of Kirk's question. 
coming up in, in just after this little four minute break, you'll have four minutes to come up with a 30 second question. So Kelly, Laura, stick around with us so that we can turn this back into a, a show, a segment about what you can do, what voters need in Northwest Wisconsin. After this, you're up north. Welcome back. This is Up North News for a Wednesday, October 19th, and we are talking to Laura Gapsky, Assembly candidate in the 73rd District in Northwest Wisconsin, Kelly Westland, running for State Senate in the 25th District. And uh, Kirk, we so rudely interrupted you. No, I rudely spoke like like right up until the end of the break because I don't know exactly how to do radio yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll teach you how a clock works yet. Don't okay. you worry, pal. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. So um, we talked about all the negative stuff that uh, you know that has been hurled mostly at Laura so far in her race, uh, but still with Kelly too. There's 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 way more money than ever needs to be spent on these local like these assembly and senate state senate races being spent, uh, but. That's negative. And I mean, Kristen, don't we want to hear about why people are really running for office and what actually the issues are in Northwest Superior, Ashland, this region that actually matter? Yeah, Wisconsinites hate all of the negative ads. They hate all of this partisanship. Wisconsinites want to come together and they want to focus on issues and community. And that's why you're running. So tell us about some of the positive things, the good things that each of you bring to your races and will bring as a leader in your community. Lauren, do you want to start? I'll yield to the senator. <laughs> <laughs> that was the right choice. Oh, yeah. She's learned her words, her, her political <laughs> yield words. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I mean, so I've spent, you know, uh, Pat, like you said, we've known each other for a long time and I've been engaged in some of this community stuff for a while, but former city council and I've spent the last seven years working for Senator Baldwin as her northern rep. And in that time, I had a chance to see like up close the things that are impacting individual constituents and small businesses and local governments. And Kristen, I'm not going to lie when you in the last in a break a little bit ago mentioned shared revenues. I was like, be still my heart <laughs> because like those are things that. Um, really have impacts, whether it's you know th these levy limits and the declining shared revenues that mean that our communities, mostly northern rural communities, mm -hmm. have to cut uh, staff or services or delay maintenance or borrow money. None of that is good stuff. But I think that it's safe to say, and, and I'm sure Laura hears it on the doors too, is that yes, people are tired of the divisiveness and just like the vitriolic kind of uh, state of our politics right now. And pretty much everybody wants good schools, fully funded public schools. They want decent infrastructure, roads that you can drive on safely, uh, drinking water that's safe to drink. They want broadband access regardless of where they live. Uh, they want affordable health care in their community. I can't tell you how many people this far north have to drive hours and hours just to go to a regular doctor appointment or you know the mm -hmm. dentist or whatever else. Um, and coming into this race, I know that it's going to be a lot of work, but it's not my first rodeo. I know that I can do the work and I know that um, I've got the skills to be able to serve Northern Wisconsin very well. And even under, you know, uh, the um, in the minority party, I guess there are still lots of opportunities to find 
common ground and do really high quality constituent services. There's so much that you can do for a community that you care about. And that's what I'm looking forward to. How do you follow that up, Laura? (laughs) (laughs) You're muted. Oh yeah, you gotta unmute I I am so, um, this is my first time running for this large of an office and I'm always in awe of Kelly's intelligence. And I just think uh, it's like night or day, you know? And, And when I'm at the doors, I tell people, if someone was applying for a job and you owned a business and you looked at the experience of both people, their CVs, their resumes, clear choices are here of people who have done community work, have worked on behalf of others and not just themselves. And so um, thank you, Kelly. I, I, it's just really been an honor to run alongside you. We're knocking doors for each other. Um, empowering each other versus tearing each other down or even the opponents. Like when I'm at the doors, I'm not saying these people are bad. I'm saying me and Kelly and the rest of the democratic ticket are very skilled, qualified uh, folks that are going to do a good job representing you. My uh, passion for running is around community safety. And that's a big, large umbrella. People are talking about crime primarily mental health and um, addiction issues in the 73rd district. And I've talked about this numerous times, but one of uh, the, the, you know, most impactful experiences I've had running for office is doing ride alongs with the Burnett County Sheriff's Department, the Douglas County Sheriff's Department, and the Saturday I'll be with the Superior Police Department. Now I've done ride alongs before because I've worked alongside law enforcement and my entire professional career, working with domestic violence survivors, um, children who have experienced abuse, um, particularly sexual abuse in the in the last eight years. And so that work has been alongside law enforcement. And I've always wanted to see what their experiences were like. But one of the calls that, like I said, I'll never forget is responding to an OD, um, an overdose of fentanyl. And that was, you know, seeing these family members in crisis, they had actually just lost another family member watching a helicopter fly in because the ambulance services in the Southern part of the district are not adequate. They're not able to respond quick enough to save someone's life. Um, and it doesn't mean they're doing a bad job. It means that we don't have the funding. We don't have the housing that we need for community safety. I'm also uh, serving on my school board um, in my second term. I'm wrapping that up in April. Um, that's been something where I've also seen the inequity of funding. And I was just on my CESA board meeting last night, which is a cooperative of 17 rural school districts and then Superior, which is the largest school district in there. And the funding, the referendums that people are talking about, people want taxes cut. But I'll tell you, if we're not funding our public schools, and we have that surplus, so it doesn't have to go on the taxpayers, these referendums are going to be costing our taxpayers down the road. So people want to say they're going to cut taxes, they're going to pay for it with a referendum because we need to invest in our students, we need to invest in mental health, and we need to invest in attacking this epidemic of addiction. So, um, so Laura, I'm so glad that you're talking about all the positive things that you want to do. And Kelly is talking about the positive things that she wants to do. This is what campaigns should be about. Uh, you also said 
you know, Kelly's got a lot more experience than you. Obviously, you have wonderful experience in the things that you're that you've put your mind to. Uh, the, the being a part of the school board and uh, you know and being you know just trying to help people. It seems like across in so many different ways. Um, what you didn't mention and, and what it's up to us to mention because you're a positive person is that your opponent is the Marjorie Taylor Greene of Wisconsin. I mean, don't compliment uh, her like that. I think that's <laughs> what she wants. Well, um, and that's a dig, but I, I'm serious. Like, I think that's her hero. That's a compliment to her. It is frightening, but you are right. But I'm not giving her that credit. No, and so. I'm, by, by the way, I don't give credit to anybody when I call them Marjorie Taylor Greene. I think that might be the most repulsive uh, politician I've ever come across uh, in my entire life, other than Donald Trump. Probably. But you've got examples of, of why why she's getting yeah, that Yeah, so the reason I mention that is because um, this, this woman uh, who is running against you uh, scrubbed, uh, she... She is everything that you know that we are worried about. At least I am worried about in 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 our in our state of our politics. Uh, there there's she's she's tweeted things that before she started running, and there's different segments. She was completely for the violence that happened on January sixth, uh, to the tune of um, her saying, you know about January 6th, it's about time Republicans stood for their rights when she was hashtag DC riots, hashtag I'm with you. You know, she, she was one. She liked watching what was happening, happening. She she said uh, on political violence, um, she said, uh, lock them. Remember the, the people that were shooting those people from Missouri that like took their machine guns out uh, when there was like a, uh, you know, like a, a George Floyd riot or something. And she said, uh, instead of like them, they, she couldn't even hold her gun right, that one woman. I think she's running for office right now. In, I think in they've Missouri. both been drinking at the time too. <laughs> yes, they have. And Angie, her name is Angie Safik, and she said they should have started blasting. You know, she, she, she said they should have actually shot those protesters in the neighborhood. Uh, and then finally, you know, I feel the word racism is tossed around. I mean, there's there's been so much racism in in uh, in, in the election against Mandela Barnes. Uh, the racist ads used to, to to paint him as as like some inner city black thug to scare white people, um, you know, into not voting for him. But but there, I mean, I say it's like we heard the, hear the word racist all the time, but it's because we have we're seeing it all the time. But but. Just in, in in Angie's tweet about it's called Angie's tweets is this this face or this page that's collected everything. Um, she she comments uh, about the Twin Cities during the George Floyd riots. Looking like Trump said, "My gosh, this looks like Somalia out there," uh, which is you know obviously uh, a, a racist thing. And she retweeted that. Uh, and, you know, and, 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 and saying, way to go, Donald Trump, for, for, for doing that. So the, so you, you're saying you might not have, you know, been in Tammy Baldwin's staff for the last seven years, uh, but you are, uh, you're running for office for all the right reasons, but your opponent is, 
is dangerous for Wisconsin. So not only should we vote for you because you care about your community, but we have to vote for you because we can't elect this other woman in office. We just can't do it in Wisconsin. And that's not what Wisconsin stands for. Uh, what do you have to say, Laura? I have to say it is frightening. Um, I realized um, when I heard she was running, I really didn't know who she was at all. Um, and so I, I searched, you know, Facebook, um, deleted, Twitter, deleted, TikTok, like everything she, she just didn't even scrub. She got rid of it. And every, and then all of a sudden she rebuilt, like everyone's like telling me like, I'm getting these Facebook invites. So then she, she tried to cover up by like inviting thousands of people to like her new Facebook page that she created to have like a facade. And the thing is, she will not debate. She will not respond to inquiries for interviews. She only does things in writing. She is a shell for the GOP. And I have concerns. If you cannot represent and talk to people about your stance in your own district, you can't be a voice here. You are being a shell because you have probably ghostwriters, honestly, in my opinion. That's how the GOP is running right now. Real dirty. And these attack ads. How is she going to be a voice in Madison? And even more scary is she's standing alongside Romaine Quinn, Tom Tiffany. They are buddied up and they have not said, these are not my views. And that is just as frightening to me that these people could even possibly be considered as serious candidates when they endorse violence against our law enforcement at the Capitol where people died. So Kelly, where they endorse that. Kelly, let's let's bring this home by saying as you continue to campaign and Laura continues to campaign and there is this uh, streak of ugliness that condones violence and such. But I think we all know better that there are still plenty of voters out there who, who want decent, caring people in office. Do you feel like you're having success reaching them and can continue to do so for 20 more days? Yeah, absolutely. Um... You know, and I'll, I'll just say one of the things that I've noticed about, you know, what Laura's saying here with our opponents not being willing to say what they think in public spaces or be accountable to questions from potential constituents, they are really trying to kind of appear to be left of where they actually are. They're lying to people about their views so that they can kind of fool them into saying, oh, I'm a moderate. They're not. And when we're out talking to folks on the doors and having those one-on-one -on -one conversations with voters, I got to tell you, you know, everybody tells me that Burnett County, uh, Barron County, those places are too red. There's no way you're going to make inroads. But every single time I knock doors, and I've knocked thousands at this point, people are beyond Trump's Republican Party. People are beyond this nonsense. They just want government that works. And right now, the Republican legislature in, in Wisconsin hasn't met since the first week of March. No plans to meet until after the election, which means they're not actually doing the work. Right. And, and you are. And you're so willing to. Kelly Westland, Laura Gapsky, thank you for visiting with us. It was great. And uh, wish you all the best. It was an honor. Thank you. Yeah, we'll thanks. wrap up this hour right after this. You're up north. Top Gun theme song. The reason I wanted to play that is because every time I think about giving it your all, I give it, I think about the top, that scene in Top Gun where they're just like, it's like all or nothing. And so um, I just wanted to get us back into some semblance of where we are in Wisconsin and, and like the inflection point in Wisconsin that we're dealing with.
So we have uh, in Wisconsin, if we lose, if Governor Evers loses and we lose his ability to veto, uh, I, I think that we will go back to a place in time that Wisconsin was barely a state. Um, and the reason I say that was uh, I think about Robert LaFollette, who's been the most effective and famous politician in the history of Wisconsin. Uh, he started coming of age in 1850. And 1850 was a time, and he was a Republican, but 1850 was a time where we had uh, the only people in Wisconsin were either people who were robber, like were, uh, were lumber barons, like who were a gazillion dollars. They lived in Wausau, to tell you the truth. Uh, they fur trader barons because fur, lumber uh, and, and railroads um, and potentially a few other things were were everything that Wisconsin kind of had in terms of commerce. And, and those people, there were very few of them and they all were gazillionaires, whatever that meant in, in 1850. And everybody else was broke. Uh, they, we didn't have public schools back then. Um, we we had zero health care back then. I mean, they were they nobody had anything. And and I and and Robert LaFollette, when he recognized that his party was basically for you know it was he had been corrupted because of all of these barons, lumber barons, fur barons had been able to buy elections uh, that like the inequality between those that had and the had-nots was huge. He left the Republican Party and became, he started the Progressive Party of Wisconsin and he fought for to bring the middle class up. And that is what I'm afraid that we will go back to if the millions of dollars that are trying to get shell candidates like Angie, who's going against Lori, who won't debate, are elected. We, we're, at, we're at the inflection point where that could happen again in Wisconsin, and I'm worried about it. And so, guys, what, what, what's at stake here? Who has to care about this in Wisconsin? This seems like a good time to mention that today is the deadline if you want to register to vote online. <laughs> if you have a Wisconsin state ID, if you have a driver's license or a state-issued ID card, you don't have to wait till Election Day. You can go to elections.wi.gov and you can register through today. Uh, if you don't get registered by today, you can still go to your local clerk's office right up until a couple of days before the election. And then, of course, you can register there. And you you have to simply, like we said before, you have to vote your values. Uh, it, it, that means that, yes, thing, not thinking of things so much that are transitory, you know, in, inflation comes and goes. Some of the other things in political commercials come and go. But when you lose a right, you know, when you when you lose a part of your liberty, that's a mighty tough thing to get back. If you're, uh, you know, in, in a group that is looking forward to Medicare and Social Security, you might want to vote for that. Because if, you know, Ron Johnson gets his way and, and that's up to the whims of Congress every year, that's going to take us back again to a time when people were destitute in their old age. It's true. And I don't think that we are explaining the Social Security issue well enough. I mean, Social Security is not a discretionary item in the federal budget right now. It is a block of dollars every year that is necessary. It's not negotiable. But what Ron Johnson wants to do is make it discretionary so that they can cut it. And that means that cuts to people who are receiving their Social Security benefits, people who have been paying into the system their entire lives, people who are relying on this money 
Ron Johnson wants to take that away. And, but he covers it by saying there's so much other wasteful spending and we've mm. we've got to attack the wasteful spending. But like I've said many a time to, to people, you have to understand you're the waste they want to cut. And they go, oh, no, no, no. There's somebody else. Somebody else is, is wasting money. Like, no, no. it's it's you. Yeah. It's it's your neighborhood school that, you know, that they want to cut. It's your health insurance coverage that they want to cut. It's even if you're making minimum wage, minimum wage, they want to cut that. The, the waste is anybody who's not, you know, the E-Lines or the Koch brothers or Diane Hendricks or John Menard or any of these folks who are pouring millions of dollars in because for them, it's an investment, much like the lumber barons and the railroad barons and the other robber barons, you know, basically bought government back in the day. That's the, that is truly the era that we're living in right now. And what's going to have to happen is not only for for you know for Democrats to to step up and, and fight harder or for independents to step up and fight harder, but what we're seeing right now, and that is Republicans saying, much like Bob LaFala did, I don't even know this party anymore. Mm -hmm. It's time to do something different. And that's that's among the things that people can do. Mm -hmm. I mean, senior citizens have to vote like their lives depend on it because they do you're gonna they lose your, you're gonna lose your social security women have to vote like their lives depend on it because you've already lost a lot of a lot of rights you already become second class citizens in wisconsin uh, parents have to vote like their kids lives depend on it because they do because they do because without public schools and without a good education you're going to grow up and you're not going to be able to have earning potential i mean everybody in wisconsin has to vote like their lives depend on it and you know, and it's up to us to just kind of raise the red flag. Like there's no tomorrow after November 8th in my own mind. I mean, there is a tomorrow, but holy cow, it's going to get dark in Wisconsin if we don't elect the right people on November 8th. It, it does. And again, we, we, we hear a lot. Is this, you know, just hyperbole? And again, I know I keep coming back to Roe v. Wade being repealed, but, but it is because it, it is our real life example of how every election matters. And when I say that, even though as important as this election is, I've said before and I'll say again, unfortunately, there's gonna be very little time to catch our breath, no matter how November 8th turns out, before we turn right around and take a look at uh, the April election for state Supreme Court. For that open seat, that's going to determine if our state Supreme Court is still controlled by four conservative justices who can Again, take away your drop boxes where you put your ballot and raise other obstacles to voting and maybe even in the next presidential election, rig it. Mm -hmm. It is entirely possible and goodness only knows what else they will do in, in the area of, of women's health rights. Yeah, and so many of us feel disenfranchised. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have any options. We are just victims to the system and there's nothing we can do about it. But there is, and and that's there. That's where we have to take it, and that's where we're going to close out. That there are things you can do. It's just that it can't be only listening to the radio. You got to go out and do something about it. But we're glad you listened to the radio for a little while. You might have even listened for three hours. And God love you if you did. <laughs> let's, let's hope. Let's hope you got past the first hour because we didn't know what the heck was going on. Man. Well. We <laughs> Coffee in the world. It was coffee. It was they were loving. My, my wife's egg bake is amazing. And, is. and oh my gosh, there's still a plate of donuts behind us. You can probably see that we have to tear into next. So oh. thanks for coming out to the house, guys. Thanks so much. Oh, for it's so us. fun. It was a fun so little fun, slumber Pat. party. Uh, we might subject you to this again. You, you just never know. Yeah. Have a great day. See you Thursday. <laughs>